So I think I can break my own rules today because there's uh, some ground we've missed. I'm going back a day. We've uh, a lot of, uh, you know, on Wednesdays when we, when we uh, respond to people that are asking for advice for things. And so I'm looking over that. There's some good questions here. So we're going to do that today instead. This is from Jody. Hi, Matt. All thanks to you and the rest of the Daily Wire crew, I'm writing to you as a former blue-haired feminist who has been saved from leftism. I'm now 30 years old and I wasted my 20s trying to find a career sleeping around and doing the feminist things. Now more than anything, I want to settle down and have a big family. As I've been dating, there have been several conservative Christian men who have great potential but have one downfall, owning a pit bull. Is it shallow of me to not want to date a guy who has a pit? I've now known of two attacks, one where they almost had to shoot the dog in front of children because it wouldn't let go. I don't feel comfortable or safe raising a family around a pit or being around one myself. I feel so dumb saying that, but I also uh, feel like it's a valid concern. Is this something that I am being too stubborn about and should be willing to budge on or find a compromise? I absolutely would not raise kids around a pit bull. Wouldn't do it. Not worth the risk. Okay, anytime you have a pet, anytime you have a pet, anytime you have a dog in the house, any kind of dog, there's always a chance the dog could bite. So we talk about percentages, what's the percentage chance? The chance is much too high that this dog will attack the child. And then the other problem too, it's not just about will the dog bite the child. If the dog snaps or gets angry or whatever, wakes up on the wrong side of the bed one morning, what is that going to actually mean? How's the dog gonna respond to that? Like if a golden retriever bites you, it'll hurt, it'll be painful, maybe you need stitches. But you don't very often hear about golden retrievers mauling people to death. That's what pit bulls do. If they decide to attack you, they will try to kill you. So you're sort of like trusting this dog to not do that. And uh, that's not trust I would have. So it's not that you're not taking it seriously enough. It's that, it's that you, are, you are taking it seriously. And so I don't think you're being uh, too stubborn. I, and I do think it's a valid concern. I don't, I don't think it's silly at all. If this works out and I marry this man, I want to have kids. I'm not going to have kids with a pit bull now. I'm just not going to. I don't think you have to, you have to toss this guy to the side right away. But it is something to bring up. You say, I think this is, I think this is really going in a great direction. I, you know, I really like you. All these kind of things. Talk to them about it. But, but then also say, I don't want to be around the pit bull. I can't imagine ever raising kids around a pit bull. And let them, you know, let them decide what's most important to them. We should obviously kill all the pit bulls, right? This is also something that um, maybe men should keep in mind. You want to, you want to make yourself as desirable as possible. Um, you want to give yourself the best chance possible. Is it worth it having a pit bull around? That's gonna, that's gonna, it, that, that could literally scare very high quality women away. These really great women who just, everything about them is great, but they don't wanna be around a pit bull. Nothing wrong with that. That's a reasonable concern. So you wanna, do you wanna scare those people away? Is it worth it to have the pit bull? Or do you wanna just go get a golden retriever instead? You know, you've heard me talk about how important it is to have an, a VPN to protect your online privacy, but choosing a VPN you trust is equally as important. I like to do my research on my sponsors, and I only recommend brands to my listeners that I believe in. To actually stop people from monitoring your online activity, you need to do what I do and use ExpressVPN. Think about all the times you've used Wi-Fi at a coffee shop, hotel, even a friend's house. Without ExpressVPN, every site you visit can be logged by the admin of that network. That's still true, even when you're in incognito mode. ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts all of your network data and reroutes it through a network of secure servers so that your private online activity stays private. ExpressVPN works on all your devices. It's super easy to use. The app has one button, you tap it to connect, and your browsing activity is secure. Stop letting strangers invade your online privacy. Protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash WalshYT. Use my link at expressvpn.com slash WalshYT to get three extra months free. That's expressvpn.com slash WalshYT. Chris says, Dear Matt, my wife and I have uh, have an eight-year-old son. He's an only child and was homeschooled to the age of seven. 
My wife and I signed him for MMA, soccer, skating, and t-ball to help socialize him. This year we rolled him into a Christian school and he's having a hard time adapting. I constantly hear how nice my son is or that he's too nice from teachers and coaches. I'm proud my son is a kind, respectful, and generous kid. However, it hurts my heart to see him struggling to make friends. I'm torn because I like that he's independent, but I don't want him to be a loner. Can a child be too nice? And should parents be responsible for toughening up their children? What are they trying to say? Is he allowing himself to get pushed around? You know, is, he, is he getting bullied a lot and, not, and he's not able to stand up for himself? Well, that's something you want to work with him on. But um, I would never say that for an eight-year-old child, we should see it as a problem that they're nice. No, I, I certainly don't think that... Uh, you have to worry that an eight-year-old child is too nice and too respectful. Put some respect on my name. Or maybe I put it this way. If that's the problem that you have with the kid, if that's your biggest problem is that your child is too respectful and nice, then uh, you're in a really great spot. That's, uh, that, is a, that is a great problem to have. Very often, especially these days, the problem goes in the other direction. This is for all the times I got grounded. Oh. As far as him um, not making friends the way, the way that you, you would like, I, I also wouldn't worry about that. I'm biased a little bit because my old son's nine years old and... Um, it's kind of a, a similar sort of situation in that uh, he's a very outgoing kid. Um, he, you know, he loves playing with other kids. We have not evolved in activities, and he's really he's very athletic and creative and, and all that. But he's also extremely independent. He can go up to the woods for four hours and by himself and just work on building a fort, and he loves doing that. So he doesn't make friends as easily as some kids do. And I know that there are parents who uh, see that with certain kids. They're very independent. They can entertain themselves easily. And you start to see it as a problem and you worry, that, well, they'll be friendless their whole life. I don't see it that way. You know, I, I think that um, a kid at eight or nine years old, it's still really young. Nothing is set in stone. Yeah, you want to put them in situations where they can meet other kids. And you, you push them a little bit to socialize, but I wouldn't go too far with that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with, uh, with being independent. And again, being able to entertain yourself as a child is a, is a really important skill to have. A lot of kids don't have that. These are positive qualities in your child that maybe present some challenges, but it's not worth trying to kind of mitigate those positive qualities. I would just kind of let it play out. All right, finally, from Anonymous says, yeah, all that about marriage is well and good, and your head is no doubt in the right place, Matt, but you offer no actionable solutions other than throwing ourselves into the thing that you just canceled. I suggest that you uh, never get married in the system and you instead try your best to sincerely get married with regard for being seen by God only. This argument obviously boils down to whether or not this country is going to hell sooner rather than later. Us despised Gen Z conservatives are trying to tell you that it's sooner and in light of that, we will need a little bit more advice. I find it hard to believe that you don't see that, especially with the brain dead comments you've brought up on the show so far. It seems you're trying to avoid this and it does scare me a little to see you shill for America on this particular topic. Shill for America. So that you you don't want me to be concerned about the country? That's that you see that as a negative? Am I shilling for America? Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think shilling would be the word I would use. Maybe advocating. I'm advocating for the future of the country. I'm not advocating for the government or for the regime that controls our country. But I am advocating for the country, yes. I love the country. Um, and I, I want to see the, the country have a future. It's not going to have a future if people don't get married and start families. Okay, Everything falls apart and is destroyed in that case. And nobody benefits from that. You cannot have a country, you cannot have a civilization where, you, where, where young people are not getting married and having families. You cut that out and it is the death of civilization is what it is. And my position is that that would be bad. And I don't want civilization to die. 
And if we're just going to embrace that and accept it, then what are we, what are we even talking about? Like, what's the point of anything? Why bother? Why are you watching this show if, you, if, you, if you're willing to just give up on civilization? I understand what the problems are. I understand how severe they are. But I want to fight to save civilization, not simply give up on it. Again, if, I, if we're going to do that, then there's no point in any of us talking about any of this. Just give up, go home, and wait for it to all fall apart. And you can do that, and some people have done that. But, but don't tell me that that's the respectable, certainly don't tell me it's the masculine, manly uh, uh, you know, response. Uttering complete surrender, being passive, is that, is, that, is, that, is that what being a man is now? No. The problems in the system with marriage, I've talked about that extensively, and I have, and I have advocated what many of those solutions are, including, for example, getting rid of no-fault divorce, um, incentivizing people to get married and stay married, um, strengthening that marriage covenant as much as we can, certainly reforming a lot of the, the alimony laws and so forth that, have, that, that put men at a severe disadvantage. But it's just a question of, yeah, those are long-term goals. Those are systemic changes that we're advocating for, we're fighting for, promoting. But what are you going to do in the meantime? What is society going to do? Are you, are you just going to give up? Completely? You're, you're going to consign yourself to the death of your own bloodline? That is not a strategy for dealing with the problem. That is a refusal to deal with it. That is surrender. And so if what you're really saying is we should surrender, then fine, but I, I strongly disagree with you. That's my pep talk. And we'll do it. Uh, that'll do it for us today. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Friday. Have a great day. Godspeed.